You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Podcast Australia, a melting pot of ideas and inspiration shared by some of the most successful tech leaders in Australia. I'm Mira, I help connect businesses with tech talent, and today I'm your host. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Evolution Exchange podcast. I'm joined today by Amir and Sudanshu to share their experiences and insights on their journey to engineering manager. I'll get you both to introduce yourselves and then we'll jump into the discussion. Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Amir. Uh, I am the development manager at Bet Technology. I, uh, I've been working basically in uh, coding and programming since uh, early 2000, I came to Australia 2008 and uh, joined a company as senior software developer. Later a year and a half, I moved to another startup company in video conferencing uh, and 3D video conferencing. Uh, after a year, I was promoted to take lead. I was in that startup until end of 2016 and then I joined Bet Technology early 2017. In Bed Technology, we basically were, uh, we started a Greenfield project and it was about setting up the whole betting engine and all the software that's required um, wagering industry. I joined there as a senior software developer and after a year was promoted to take lead and after I think three years, uh, I'm now do, being basically doing the development management there, uh, managing different teams. Um, that's pretty much me in a <laughs> nutshell. Thanks so much, Amir. Uh, thanks, Amir. So, hello, uh, my name is Sudanshu. I'm an engineering and platforms manager at OFX. Uh, OFX is a currency transfer business with the, the idea that there must be a better and fairer way to move money across the world. Um, with regards to my background, um, I come from a... Um, long um, engineering background, pretty similar to Amir's. Um, I've worked across uh, various parts of the world in, in various verticals of uh, fintech. Um, US loan mortgage, uh, went on to core banking, and then set sail for Australia in uh, 2015. Um, I started working with a payment gateway, uh, then moved for a bit into consulting. And uh, from then on, um, I joined OFX in um, early 2019 as a senior engineer, um, went on to lead a team. And then when the opportunity presented, I took on the role of an engineering and platforms manager. Thanks, Sudanji. And yeah, I guess for both of you, you mentioned that the way you started was kind of from a technical standpoint and then moved yourselves upwards. Um, so coming from no management education, what would you say are some of the challenges that you faced? So uh, for me, because, you know, my background was completely technical. So I was uh, a programmer from the beginning and I even didn't uh, have this moving to management roles, you know, in my mind. I, I just kind of probably thought about it, but it wasn't a goal. So when the opportunity basically uh, was there and I, I decided to move on, there were a lot of things that was unknown to me, like all the management parts. So I needed to know about sales. I needed to know about marketing, how to resolve conflicts, how to mentor more people, how to see the business in a, in a, from a different view, basically having a fish eye, knowing the industry that I didn't need to know as a developer. So at the beginning, it was a little bit overwhelmed. 
And I had to start, you know, learning all these different things, listening podcasts, you know, imagine podcasts, watching this, <laughs> watching that. You know, the good thing is that now you can find anything you want online. It makes it very easy for you to educate yourself. But it was very overwhelming. So for for, for me, I, I embraced it. I liked it because I, I kind of I felt from a stage being a technical lead that I enjoy mentoring and managing people. But. And uh, for some people, it might not. So this is this is something that you want to think about very carefully when you want to uh, move towards management career, not having a basically background, education background. You want to think about if if you want to learn all these new things. So for uh, this is for me, this for me was a was a big challenge basically. Um, but I think the nature of our job, the basically. The, Coding, programming, this technology area, it's just changing. Things are changing every year. So you have to have this spirit of learning. I think if if you like this, um, there are enough contents to educate yourself. But yeah, that was a, that was an issue at the beginning for me. Yeah, um, I can attest to that feeling of overwhelm, even though uh, I'd say I had uh, some element of privilege. Um, in my previous workplaces and even at OFX, um, my managers were kind enough to um, nominate me for various trainings on on leadership. Um, they they saw they obviously identified some potential, and I was privileged to go through these. But I realized there's a there's a lot of difference between um, theory and practice. So I I had a lot lot of uh, um, material to go through and uh, workshops. But um, when I hit the ground, I realized that um, it you have to add your own uh, touch to whatever you've learned. So for example, you know, I came across this book, um, 97 Things Every Engineering Manager Should Know. And uh, I especially like the quote around um, the fact that management is not a promotion, it is a career change. Yeah. So uh, we, although as an individual contributor, the value you add is in the deliverable you produce. When you change your career, you're still adding value. Now you are facilitating others, empowering and uh, making sure they can deliver. That's right. I actually didn't look at it like from this view that you're actually changing your career. I agree that, that there's so much differences that in some areas you feel that you're changing career. But on the other hand, this uh, technical background also helps a lot, especially for me being an engineering manager with technical background. I feel that I have a big advantage compared to some of my other fellows that might not have this technical background. Uh, it would it will make it easier for me to figure out the issues potentially in the design or architecture or the requirements coming from stakeholders or basically any future issues that we might have in terms of development. So even though it felt like a career change and it was a big thing, but uh, I still feel like having this background helps a lot, especially in this industry, you know. Yeah, definitely. Was there one thing that kind of made you go, oh, I'm going to jump into management now instead mm. of sort of going down that architecture out? Mm. Well, it, for me, it was it was a stage that I felt um, just coding, programming is not giving me enough satisfaction. You know, as a as a programmer, I think the f first few years you start, you're creating things, you see things, you know, the features that you implement going to production, it's very exciting. And you move on, the things that you want to implement or 
build to make gets bigger and bigger because you at, at least it was for me it didn't satisfy me at that level anymore i wanted to move to a different level to be able to look at the things we'd be build, building from a different view from a fisheye uh, so see the bigger picture, as well as I felt that I enjoy a lot uh, working for pe with people, you know, mentoring them or basically try to build things together, helping them resolve issues. So these uh, kind of pushed me a little bit towards this uh, this opportunity, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'd say uh, I enjoyed mentoring people in my previous role as tech lead as well. Uh, to your question, Mera, um, I, I realized that I'm uh, one of those hands-on managers, um, and, and um, so I, I still keep my uh, uh, thirst for um, staying close to technology quenched. Yeah. Um, now I, I realized that uh, you know, as someone with technical background, I, I can appreciate the complexity of a technical task. So I see both the uh, goal the organization is chasing, as well as um, an individual's um, aims and aspirations while working on their day-to-day -day job. So as uh, Amir probably would attest to, um, engineers want to always chase the latest and greatest. They want to stay up to date. Yeah. Um, sometimes you would have to uh, provide that lens of management and say, uh, look, I appreciate you. You want to try out this new framework or technology, but um, you know we have um, we have an artifact to deliver. So how about we make it work first and then make it better? Yeah, that kind of leads us actually on that onto the next question. I know that you brought forward, um, Sudanju, which is how do you communicate as a leader compared to what used to be when you you know you were just an individual contributor. Look, so what I found is that um, as a manager, uh, one of the prime responsibilities I have is to provide clarity. Um, and like they say, uh, what is worth saying once is probably worth saying twice. So uh, <laughs> uh, again, something I, I observed and learned uh, through my experience, um, it is not just enough to um, communicate a goal and then uh, expect that everyone will just align. Um, you have to provide that why uh, why we are doing something um, over and over again, uh, probably because um, not everyone might be tuned in the first time. Uh, people might find new information and they might want to question the why. Um, and, and there, I think, um, you know, we we hear about this this uh, psychological safety uh, thrown around. I think that's where it becomes very important. Where um, as a manager, I can communicate the why, but still have a a culture where people feel safe enough to question the why. Mm. No, I agree with you. I think the uh, having a safe environment that people can question why is very important because I always. Tell the people that are working with me, my colleagues, uh, they, they, like we have a, a big QA team that sometimes they, they're not sure if they found a bug. I always say, come and question it, you know, the, the requirements or the way it's delivered, or even if you're not sure, because if there is something, it's better we figure it out. So this having an open en environment, I think helps a lot. People would be able to probably talk about the issues, potential issues they see or the things that they can change. 
uh, I want to add to that also the uh, sometimes I think I think here the communication other than the uh, this clarity that you said uh, mentioned I think the we're building a trust here we're building a relationship with the teams so I think they uh, it's very important that um, they feel that it's it's honest. It, ever, anything that comes from the management is honest. There is no hidden agenda. It's clear. So they come, that also helps to build trust in within the organization, and that's basically what improve the quality of the team. You know the way that people are working with each other. So I think next to the clarity, we also need to be make sure we have this honesty, um, and basically. Make sure they're they're clear about what is behind what the agenda is, why we're doing it, or as as you said, basically explain the why over and over and over again. For sure, yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree. Trust is very important. Um, another thing I observed as a, um, as a peer, it was easier sometimes to uh, be vulnerable and say I don't know X or I don't know Y. Uh, I think it, it takes a lot of courage uh, and probably um, awareness of, of your limitations as a manager. Um, you know, a, a lot of times one is led to believe that as a manager, you have all the answers. Um, but, but I had to work on, on this and uh, make sure that I, I express to my team that I'm here to um, provide direction, but I don't have all the answers. Um, in a manner, encourage the team to to be their whole selves um, and um, you know explore and experiment. When it comes to um, lending a year and uh, providing some context, that's that's where I see my role. So they can use me as a sounding board rather than uh, come to me with uh, questions and expect all the answers. No, that's that's a good point. Um, one other thing I kind of experience here is that, as you said, you know, the, the, the manager doesn't have all the answers. Also, sometimes we make mistakes, you know, so we, we, we people like everyone else. I feel that taking ownership of the mistakes and being clear and honest about it would also improve not only fixing it, but also it would help other people to join, helping, and everyone would un would be would be very understandable. So I think that is also another thing we should we should communicate to to our, uh, our peers, basically in the organization. If there is something, there is a mistake, we sh we should be honest and clear about it. We we have to try to improve it. Yeah, definitely, and I think that just builds trust as well. Yeah. Would you say um, from kind of your journey into management that you had any mentors that really helped you through that process? Well, you know, having a mentor is 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 a is very important. You know, for I think for anyone, it is, especially if you want to basically move on or kind of as Sudan should said, change the career uh, as you will. Um, for me, I had I had few mentors basically throughout my career, learning different things, whether it was the technical stuff from the development or coding point of view or design point of view or moving to management or agile or, or scrum or things like that, that uh, I needed to know when I was leading or or now in this level. I am a, very fortunate actually to, 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 to be able to 
have our CTO as a mentor here. He's been very helpful since I joined here. Very supportive and pretty much a lot of things I learned was from him. So I think being able to select a good mentor is, is very important. Now, as it, it might sound, sound a little difficult, I don't think it's as difficult as people would think. I think a lot of senior people are very open to, to help uh, and basically to try to answer your questions. So you should you just try to reach out to someone that you think can be a mentor to you. You don't have to just to stick to one person. You can always pick or learn different things from different people. Um, but I think that helps a lot. You you would be able to figure out if you want to go through this path, change your career. If you don't want to, give you a very more a clear direction about where you want to go. Yeah, I can um, I can attest to the the need for a mentor. Uh, again, I attest to my privilege. Uh, OFX um, nominated me for a, a leadership program where I got uh, coaching and was assigned a mentor. Uh, luckily enough, the mentor was from a different area of the organization. And, and that helped me see sort of um, from a zoomed out view what happens in the rest of the organization. Uh, as a senior engineer, tech lead, uh, I, I was very close to the detail on the technical side, but didn't always appreciate um, how does finance work, how does sales and marketing work, and how does work um, get prioritized before it reaches me. Mm -hmm. um, and just on that matter, I, uh, I also came across this philosophy of, of uh, sponsorship in addition to mentoring, where the latter also makes makes the mentee visible. So you you just don't um, provide them inputs. Uh, you also make sure they get the opportunities to uh, expand beyond their current capabilities. That's interesting. Um, yeah, so now I think the other thing that um, I'm trying to do here is basically to do the opposite. So try to mentor as many people as I can, help them to basically move on, grow their career. So as you said, uh, some somehow kind of sponsoring them in a way um, to make sure that they can they can somehow get the a little bit of advantages that I had here or I potentially didn't have before in my careers. I think uh, this mentoring people is also a very important thing that you should have in, in your organization. Try to encourage um, more senior people to um, basically mentor the more junior or the junior people to reach out always. Um, it would help a lot. What would you recommend, I suppose, for someone who maybe doesn't have this environment or student who they didn't get the chance to go through a training, what would you advise like someone who's thinking, I want to move into management, but doesn't really know which, which step to go down, where to go next? I would, um, you know, pick up from what Amir mentioned earlier. Um, a lot of senior people are willing to share their experience. So if, uh, if someone is, is on that lookout for, um, a change over into management track. Um, not surprisingly, if they ask around, they would find a lot of people willing to share experience, willing to provide inputs um, and um, give them um, you know, feedback on where, where to look out. Uh, again, something that Amir mentioned earlier, um, 
in this day and age, uh, the, the whole world is sort of your oyster. If you look around for information, there is no doubt of it. Uh, but uh, in saying that, it is still important to have a human connection uh, as a mentor. Uh, you might be overwhelmed with the amount of information you find. And uh, it might be very difficult to sort of chalk out a plan for from where you are to where you want to be. And that's where uh, a human can step in and say, uh, look, I believe you need to focus on, say, your communication. Um, a lot of the times as, as engineers, your, um, your skill lies in uh, solving complex technical problems and you don't always have to communicate to an audience or uh, commu communicate a, a technical idea to a non-technical audience. Um, something that a mentor can um, uh, make easy for you. Yeah, that's a very, very difficult skill to learn because at the <laughs> beginning when you join, when you come from a technical background, being able to learn that to communicate with non-technical people is a very difficult thing. And I think you're right, that mentor would definitely help with that. With that transition, for sure. And I suppose as well, just being someone who's kind of open to that feedback will definitely help too by the sounds of it. Maybe I'll just hand it over to you, Sid and Chief, for the last question. Sure. So um, the question was around how managers um, manage this, this uh, seeming tension between an individual's goal and uh, organization's goals. Um, and, and what I found is that, you know, in an, in an ideal world, you be able to build an autonomous team, um, set goals, um, provide them tools, and um, lo and behold, magic happens. But that's uh, not what we find in practice. Um, you'd find, like I mentioned earlier, uh, engineers wanting to chase the latest and greatest um, for obvious reasons. Um, newer frameworks are more efficient. They make everyone's lives easier. Um, they do things better. Uh, but as an organization, um, timelines are important. Um, depending on your chosen market, you, you might have a competitor breathe, breathing down your neck. Uh, you, might be, uh, you might be trying to capture a market and uh, hence you have timelines to hit. So uh, what I found is that um, circling back to uh, clarifying the why, why are we doing this? and providing avenues to individuals so that they have this trust in both the organization and their manager that uh, once they deliver something, they will still have the time to make it better. Um, what I've observed sometimes in my career for various reasons, um, organizations would, would deliver a version one and move on. Uh, and that's when it is hard to and make the case to an individual to say that, look, you will have a chance to try out that new technique you are after. Uh, that's, a, that's a good point. So uh, we have this, I think I still have this urge in myself that whenever I go to a project, I just want to change it, improve, my, I have to stop myself. So I, I understand this, that every engineer has this to go improve and change. So. But you're right. Uh, I think there should be a balance in terms of what you do. Now, what what we try to do here in FedTech, we try to have hectic kind of days or sessions that we're going to go back and then review things that we can improve potentially. 
Um, but there are, as you said, uh, times that you have to make a decision as a manager that uh, this is the time we have to go. We cannot spend more time on it. Um, as as long as it's working in a working state, we should probably release it. So there is a there is a trade off. Now, one other thing that I would also see here in as individual goal, because other than maintaining and improving the code. Uh, we'd be learning things that you potentially might not have a chance to try in in the actual project. So they are, this would be a hobby or something you want to learn. Now that is something that I think also you need to we need to give a chance to people to basically have time for it. So you know, give them the time for it. You know you need to be able to work with something if you find interesting and potentially that might help you propose new better solutions and potentially better architect in the system uh, and I think for that um, we try to have knowledge sharing we try to have conferences we try to have give everyone uh, a little bit of every sprints they on on their personal projects and potentially have a brown back session that they can come and presenting to others so that would that would make it um, easy for people to also follow individual goals in terms of learning the technologies. Like I'll give you an example. I, I I studied artificial intelligence in my when I did my master. So this AI always has been a hobby. But when I did it back in 2003, the, the whole way, the whole system, the codes around that were very slow. So you couldn't have an actual real-time AI doing something. You had to write the code, let it train for three days, and probably the model you have you use an accuracy of 40%, something like that. So now that I see all these new AI and technologies coming out, it's very exciting to me. Uh, so what I'm doing, I'm basically using that portion of time that I have uh, to spend a little bit of time on this AI side of things, going to open AI, working with the new endpoints, playing with a little bit with the things here and there and same thing applies to other people so i think other than this code base or the environment we're working learning things and potentially being able to try them it is an important personal goal that you have to embrace as an organization that's that's very true um interestingly that's uh th there is a similar uh, mechanism that we arrived at at ofx um, giving people the time to experiment and, and providing them that time to learn new things. And, and I found, for example, one of my team members who was um, very interested in, in machine learning um, actually tried on their own and, and identified um, a place in the product where we could use um, some machine learning. Um, this is still in proof of concept, but it, it is all very exciting. Very cool. So, what I also found um, is um, in in uh, delivering to the organization's goal, um, as an engineering manager, one of my tasks is to uh, have some non-negotiables so so that you know the engineering itself is sustainable. Um, I, I don't want to incur unintentional tech debt, for example. Mm -hmm. if if we are chasing a hard deadline and, and in saying that there should be a very solid reason why the deadline is absolutely written in stone. Um, but those come along every now and then. When they do, there's to, there should still be some non-negotiables where we say, 
that we are not going to make uh, um, we are not going to ship a product increment that we are not happy supporting. And if for whatever reason we had to, we make time in the sprint immediately after to come back and clean up. That's interesting. Way to deal with the tech that I think should not a bad idea to try to put it in next sprint and immediately follow it up. That's awesome. And it's great that you're both giving your engineers an opportunity to have some spare time to learn different technology um, as well. I guess moving on to just one last question for myself before we finish things up is what would be both your best tips to give someone when they're moving into or thinking about moving into a management role? Um, well, for me, I think the the first thing you want to do is to make sure this is this is for you. Uh, not all the developers like or enjoy uh, doing management work because as working in a management role, you need to work with, with people a lot. And I have a lot of colleagues that they don't like that. They, they, they're rather putting the headphone on and work. And it's, it's, it's great. I enjoy that as well. Don't take me wrong. <laughs> But you might you also want to be able to enjoy working with people, you know, because you're going to have that a lot. You need to learn uh, new things. You need to basically look at the business from a different level. So if you are happy with this, that's probably your path. Otherwise, you want to focus on on some technical, uh, you know, a career for yourself. So that's it. That's an important thing that I think you should identify at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. I know, Sudanju, you said it, management's a new career, not just like the next steps. I think that can very often be, you know, what's next after this is management, but that's not always the next steps for everybody. It's not. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it, in that spirit, um, I would encourage people to know their why. Why Why do they want to make the change? Uh, is that... Um, Everyone has their own um, reasons and aspirations. Um, pretty similar to what Amir mentioned. Uh, if you enjoy working with people, if you want to be in a role where you can have a wide influence, um, not just by, by shipping the, the latest and greatest, but by uh, making others um, realize their potential, then that's a good reason. Uh, but um, you have to um, get over uh, that initial anxiety of uh, having to reach out to people. Um, and I, I can tell you from personal experience, uh, setting up one-on-ones and um, getting into a one-on-one and, and uh, realizing what the outcome should be of this one-on-one was a acquired skill. It did not come naturally to me. And um, I believe I'll, Again, very similar to what Amir mentioned, uh, as as engineers, uh, we are happy to put on our headphones, get in the zone, and in a ship. Um, whereas in this role, you've got to almost let go of your headphones and uh, be a very good listener. Very good point. Thank you so much. And thanks again to you both for the discussion today. Hopefully, whoever's listening, this has been a great help to um, if you're thinking about moving into a management role. But thanks again, and we'll see you all next time on the installment of the Evolution Exchange. Thank you.